BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm so excited to present you with our new episode today. But first, I'm going to give you a little clip from at one of our live events in New York City at City Winery. And it's with Lucy Fink, who is now one of my great friends. She's such a sweetheart. She used to work for Refinery29 and now she does her own thing. Check her out on Instagram at L-U-C-I-E-F-I-N-K. And I just want to give you a little preview of what our live events are like, maybe some sample questions that we would ask because they're really, really fun and you should totally come check them out. We've got one in Chicago, June 17th. We've got another in New York on July 10th and then another in LA on August 7th. So go to wemetatacme.com slash tour for all the information there. Hope you enjoy the clip and hope you enjoy the episode as well. All right. Thanks, guys. Have you thought at all since you're getting married about the idea? Because, you know, it's 2019 and we're all super independent, even if we get married, of a prenup? Um, I haven't thought about it. You have, haven't? I haven't thought about mm-hmm. it. No, for, I haven't thought about it for myself. No, I don't think so. I mean, I would only do that with someone if I was unsure of the relationship. Mm-hmm. But it really hasn't crossed my mind. That's a really good question, but it hasn't crossed my mind. Thanks. But do you mean like for him or for me? Well, it's for both of you. Got it. So it's like we so each like take this- even. Yeah, like the standard prenup, if I'm correct, is that everything that you made before you got married is your own, and then everything you make during the marriage is 50-50, if, God forbid, Um, something happens. So, a couple things. One, I don't know if, like, I don't think, like, what I have right now is worth a prenup. Yeah. (laughs) Like, probably not. But also, I... I feel, and no shade to anyone who's signed a prenup, like, if that's what you did. Some people do it because, like, their parents make them or something like that. But I just feel like that's a negative way to start your marriage off. It's like, we're before we agree, we're making a vow, we're about to agree, and, like, we love each other. But before we do it, let's just, like, get this straight. What's mine is mine, and what's yours is yours. I feel like it's slimy. Yeah, I know what you mean. Would you sign one? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) For, for your money. Well, what if someone for, asks you to sign it, like, because they wanted to protect themselves? I would understand. Wouldn't you feel like, aren't you, 
Just, do you think we're going to end? No, I would be like, I, I mean, there, maybe there was some part of me that would be like, well, this is a bit of a downer. Right. But I would be like, <laughs> but we're being realistic about the fact that like 50%, 50% of marriages end in divorce and like, if God forbid anything were to happen to us, it's nice to know, like, it's nice to not have to figure it out yeah. and, like, fight over, like, the table in I, the living I room. honestly think, like, you're probably right. I think that I have such a, like, I will have been dating this guy for half of my life in a couple of years. So, like, I, I am hoping I'm on the other side of 50%. Yeah, but like I, you know what I mean. No, 100%. if I were if I were in a newer relationship or if I just met someone in the city, like potentially I would definitely think differently about it. Yeah, but it just it really hasn't crossed my mind. No, of course. Okay, so you have someone this... warned me that you would be grilling. <laughs> She's a griller. griller. I'm not grilling. You're a really um, good interviewer. Thank you. You really That's are. Really sweet. Like I, I um, really love your interview style. Thank but you. But it's really scary to be in this seat. <laughs> You really are good. So you have this Instagram. You post, you know, to over 150,000 people every day. I have to ask, do you have a private Instagram, which some like to call a Finsta? Finsta. I do not. Really? I don't. So what do you do when you, you have, have... You have a personal one, but it's not private. Yes. Right. Um, it has 10,000 followers. It's not private. Yeah, no, that's not private. I definitely don't. Oh, have you a have Finsta. another Finsta. Um, Got it. Um, and Everyone's gonna go scour for your Finsta. <laughs> no, but I wonder, like, what do you do when you have an urge to post something like funny that's not on brand for your content, or like something that you want to send to like a a group of friends? Like, do you have a group chat? What's your outlet there? If I was gonna send something to a group of friends, it would be through text. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of my friends at this point know that they should not attempt to reach me via Instagram DM just because I'm not going to see it, right. at least on time. I won't see it fast enough. But I, if I really wanted to send something, I guess I could do the like close friends story share, which I've never done in my life. So I don't do that feature. I think I mostly... Like, if I really wanted to share something on Instagram that was off-brand, I think the good thing about my brand on Instagram is that it's in, there's really nothing that's off-brand, too far off-brand, because my brand is just, like, me as a person, which means if I'm being silly that day or if I'm being more serious or if I'm focusing on mental health or if I'm focusing on relationships, that's all on-brand. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think the only things that are off-brand, I do have a really young audience, so I'm very, like, pg Right. So I probably wouldn't just like go rogue r- scr- slamming curse words on my Instagram. Right. Just out of respect for the young people. But me being like silly or posting something stupid is, I think, could be on brand for a silly day. For sure. Okay. Okay. So we usually wrap up our episodes with a piece of advice or a quote that you have for our listeners, um, in this case, our audience, that has really helped you over the years? I think I'm going to have to go with be nice to everyone you meet because not only is it just the right thing to do, but you never know how that person is going to show up in your life again and nothing good comes from being mean. I love that. Thank you so much.
Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am so excited to be here with women's talk show host, Missy Modell. Hello. Hey, thank hey, you Lindsay. so much for your patience. We had a little <laughs> issue with the recorder that hopefully is no longer an issue. We're here. So we're here. We're here. So Missy, where are you from and how old are you? I'm from New York and I'm 32. Awesome. <laughs> you have such like a youthful energy and oh spirit. Oh my God, thank you. You really do. I feel like I'm like this old grandma who's like a curmudgeon. Why? Because I'm always like, well, this is not working, you know? <laughs> I don't um, drink alcohol, really. You don't drink alcohol? No, and I'm me not either. sober. Really? Yeah. It gives me panic attacks. Really? Mm-hmm. Let's unpack that. Let's unpack it. How? Yeah. When did you realize that? I went on a date two and a half years ago, a first date, and I had a dissociative panic attack. Wow. Dissociative meaning I literally felt underwater, hyperventilating on this first date with a stranger. I'm like, okay, there's something here. I don't think alcohol in me. What did the stranger do? He was so nice. Mm -hmm. I I was really lucky. He was just like very kind, not my person, but a Mm -hmm. lovely guy. But I think in general, I kind of I just have anxiety. So right. anything that triggers coffee, which I still drink mm-hmm. and I still, I don't really need it, but I continue to drink it anyway. Right. I feel like we all do. Mm-hmm. So you drink I coffee? Actually, I actually don't drink coffee. You don't? No, I'm surprising. Yeah. I drink Diet Coke. That's kind of gross. Yeah. Well, not, not judging. Until, not until lunchtime. <laughs> That's kind of Like gross. I wait. I wait. No, I'm surprised though. But like, why is Diet Coke grosser than coffee? Because coffee Coffee is gives cleaner. you bad breath. And it so stains does di- your teeth. Diet Coke. Did, wasn't there like crazy studies with it? Diet Coke it, and breath? No, just in general. What it just the molecules. It's not good for you. It's very bad for it's you. It's not good for you. You're, are you a health? Are you a health okay. nut? No. Okay. In no way. I no. am very I, much. I just started eating healthy like recently. What does that really mean? Recently. I would eat chicken fingers for lunch every day. Yum. And I love chicken fingers. Like chips mm-hmm. and sandwiches. Like good chips or Doritos? Like Deep River original salted <laughs> chips, you know, uh-huh. like, I don't know. depends how good. This is so comfortable. Are. Thank you. Very cozy. We're hanging on my couch as yes, usual. we are. So, Missy, when is your birthday? January 12th. So you're a Capricorn, like your sister Britt. Shout yes. out. What is up, Brittany? So do you, do you feel like you guys are similar because you're both Capricorns? Um, That's a great question. I think our hearts are the same. Mm-hmm. Like I think we're both really empathetic and deep and compassionate, mm-hmm. but she's extremely rigid and I'm much more free spirited. Yeah. And she's really organized. I'm kind of like creative all over the place. For sure. Mm-hmm. So what is your current relationship status? I am with boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> and how did we meet boyfriend? We met him on hinge. Oh my God. Same. Two years ago. Who's your boyfriend? He's a guy I met on Hinge. Is he nice? Yeah, he's really nice. He's really nice. How long have you been together? A little over a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So tell me, how. what was your first conversation on Hinge? Who initiated it? This is a great story, actually. Tell so me. We matched, and he honestly wasn't my type. Mm. Just for no reason. It just... I was also in a weird place. I wasn't actively looking for somebody. It almost felt like... What was your type? Like, schlubby Jewy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like the most Jewish face. Yeah. And he's not Jewish and yeah. he's, yeah, has tattoos. Oh, wow. Same. Really? Like you're describing oh my, my God. Are we dating the same guy? I think we are. We should probably talk. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, yeah. He, so tell me. No. So he, one of my questions was like, what's something on your Spotify playlist that's funny? And I mentioned Celine Dion, something about Celine because I absolutely love Celine Dion. Yeah. And he's, and he made a funny joke about, 
if that's an issue, then toss my Spotify in the ocean. Something really cute. And then we actually FaceTimed for two hours prior to meeting. Oh, wow. Which I highly recommend. Because there's also something about someone's voice, the way they move, the way their mouth moves, all these things. But don't you feel like that's talking a little bit too much before Mm -hmm. dating? Probably. Mm -hmm. Honestly, probably. When is his birthday? June 19th. I was like, what? I'm so bad with birthdays. (laughs) And... You live in L.A. now. Uh-huh. And so he lives in L.A. He too, does, I'm assuming. Yeah. What does he do? Is he creative as well? He's a creative mm-hmm. a writer, producer, Very director. cool. Very cool. And so yeah. what was your first hinge day like? We went to Craig's and sat at the bar. Do you know oh, Craig's in yeah, L.A.? I do. I it's do. hilarious. Mm-hmm. And it was just really easy. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, it was just, I think I've come, I had come off of a lot of very, intense relationships and this just felt really light and easy he's so easy to talk to and he's just a really good person i love that yeah and you said it's been two years Mm -hmm. do you live together Mm -mm, we Mm -hmm. don't like he's there a lot Mm -hmm. most yeah very frequently but i'm not ready yeah i think i'm really it's tough so many of my friends are getting married i have two best friends of mine that are on their second kids oh wow and i feel like i'm first now kind of coming into this major career crescendo in my Mm -hmm. life where I feel like everything is kind of aligning and that's my number one focus Mm -hmm. and it's tough because obviously there's like all these other factors and everyone's saying I should freeze my eggs which I don't want to do so it's it's an interesting moment in my life because I did think by 32 I'd be married I'd be settled why don't you want to freeze your eggs that's I'm just scared I I don't and I've not I I have so many friends that do do this, like that freeze their eggs and like go through the process. I can't do hormones mm. unless I have to. Like, I'm not saying no, but for me, I'm in this weird philosophical place where if it's supposed to happen for me naturally, it, it will. And if it doesn't, I would adopt. Right. Isn't that funny? Like, I. That's not funny. I think that's interesting yeah. and smart. And a lot of, but a lot and of my friends are like. it saves you a lot of money. Yeah. It's like 20 grand. And a lot yeah. of people are like, well, it's an insurance policy. And most people actually don't even use the eggs they freeze. I mean, they might. That's a big generalization. Right. But maybe like a lot, my friends, at least, froze their eggs. We have an insurance plan, plan B. They never wound up doing it because wow. they got pregnant naturally because the stress is off. And then what happens to their eggs? They're just chilling in a mm-hmm. freezer somewhere. Wow. <laughs> but I, I honestly, I don't. Yeah, I, I say this now, but I don't think it will change. I don't think I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Do you want to? Um, I mean, if someone was willing to pay for it for me, maybe. it doesn't scare you. No, I'm not scared. I think I think you're right. Like it takes it takes pressure off, mm-hmm. you know, and it probably allows you to focus on other things. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you don't do it, you're like, oh, the clock is ticking. And totally. Like, that's annoying. Every year that goes you know? by, you're like, fuck, my eggs are dying. What are yeah. we doing? But I had a horrible IUD. I had a horrible birth control experience in general. What was it? So I was on pill. I was on pills. I was on. I don't remember what it was. Like look at ortho tricyclin something back mm-hmm. in the day did not sit well with me and i get migraines with aura right and apparently people with that cannot be on any kind of hormonal birth control because it mm-hmm. could uh, spike your rate of a stroke or something like blood clot like something really bad right so i had the iud put in a copper one i had it successfully for three years one month I'm like huh my cramps are really bad this month but like right. debil and they're always bad on copper iud right but on this this time around i was like what no, this is not normal. I get my period and I'm hemorrhaging blood. 
And the same thing happened to my sister. Like a weird, our bodies rejected it. And we, my sister had to get a blood transfusion. Sorry if that's TMI for Brittany, but speak on her. Yeah. Brittany had a horrible situation. Yeah. I nearly needed one because my levels dropped so drastically from it. And I had to get an emergency removal. And you're supposed to, because I don't know that much about IUDs. Are you on birth control? I am. What are you on? On Yaz. Do you like it? Yeah. It sounds like like an athleisure line. I know it really Isn't it? does. It's like, yes. It really does. But my question to you is like, yeah. what exactly is an IUD supposed to do that it didn't do for you guys? Stay inside of me. <laughs> oh, it came out. Britney's came out. Mine. Did you see it? Like, did you pee it out? Like, Britney never saw her. She had bled so heavily. I had to get it removed because I think it was near infection. Something was wrong. That's really scary. It, it was traumatizing. So honestly, now I'm not on birth control. Because I'm, I have like PTSD from the entire experience, right. and I can't imagine going through something like that again through egg freezing. Right. Personally, yeah, yeah that's, it doesn't feel that's worth a it. lot. And I feel like I'm somebody who would love. I I know I'm somebody who would love a child that I adopt as much as I would my own. Right. Not that I I'm thinking that way yet, but I I want to have just faith that it would work out mm-hmm. naturally. Yeah, I mean, a child is a child. Like yeah. it's still your, you know. Exactly. I feel the same way. I think like also maybe if you adopt a kid, you will have one as well. And then you'll have and like an happens. Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt situation. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Many that sh- would be great. So what do you like about LA that mm. um, you don't get in New York? People in New York, it's tougher to find people like me. And you actually feel very familiar to me mm-hmm. in terms, like not just somebody I grew up with, but somebody I would be friends with now. Oh, for if sure. that makes sense, yeah. which we obviously will be in yeah, our, yeah, such a huge compliment. Oh my god, same. <laughs> no, but like in LA, people are just really open. That's the best way to describe it. There's, right. I think in in New York, a lot of my friends are a little bit more closed minded. Mm. They're not willing to venture into unfamiliar territory. Not many of them would pick up and go across to LA and right. move mm-hmm. without having anybody there. Mm-hmm. And I think just me being a really creative person and always wanting to explore and do new things and collaborate. I think mm-hmm. it's easier to find community there because everybody's doing that. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And the weather, obviously, but that's so generic. It's true. Do you find that, because I've, I've often heard like, you know, my friend's in LA right now for a month and she's like, I only do like one thing a day. Mm, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I squeeze. I'm a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. So we, right. I like make it work. And there's an advantage to being, being a New Yorker in LA. What is that? You just have that fire. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like always out like I'm just always doing it right working really really hard and I think not discounting what other people are doing but Mm -hmm. I feel like having that New Yorker mindset the fast pace works really well there I can see that Mm -hmm. hey guys sorry to interrupt but I just had such an amazing weekend this past weekend and I was swimming the whole time in my new lively bathing suit And I bring this up because I really want to tell you about how incredible this company is. Lively is what they believe, you know, this company is making women feel sexier and smarter and healthier, active. And they make bra and underwear that just totally like blur the lines of lingerie and active wear and swimwear. They're establishing an entirely new category of lingerie. It's like leisure is what they call it. And I wore my bathing suit that I ordered from Lively this past weekend. And I just felt so incredible. Like 
I can't explain to you. It's like where high style meets ultimate comfort. Everything's so soft. It's like lounging, loungewear, you know, and the bras are the most comfortable bras I've ever worn. It's always one price for any style. So no matter what, any style, color, or size, it's one price for all women. So if you're someone who, you know, has a bigger, bigger cup size, it's the same price. And that's really important. And basically they have this fit guide that you can use as a customer. It's a step-by-step process to find any bra that fits perfectly for you. And it's super easy to return. You use a prepaid shopping label, which is included in every package they send you. So if you don't like it, you know, you don't have to pay to return it. It's it's really, really easy. So again, like I'm loving it. I really think you should support them because they support this podcast. And because I love them so much, I want you to get $10 off your first order by visiting wearelively.com slash Acme. So that's dot com slash Acme. So it's wear lively, kind of like a play on we are, but where. So again, it's W-E-A-R-L-I-V-E-L-Y.com slash Acme and enter Acme at checkout. So in order to get that $10 off your first order, you enter Acme at checkout. It's only available in the U.S., And I hope you love it just as much as I do. All right, back to the episode. What is this talk show? Yeah. Tell me about it. So it's called The Nest Mm -hmm. and it's on Prohibited and Miss Grass. Do you know them? No. They're cannabis networks. Oh, You would love Miss Grass, I feel like. For sure. Do you like CBD? I think it's interesting. Okay, you're not sold. I'm not convinced that it actually does anything. You have another right one. Possibly. Yeah. It's like yeah. saying, I don't like sex until you have yeah. really good sex. I don't know if that's right. Good, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So it's on this network, but it's as if Red Bull sponsored something. It's not about energy. It's right. about whatever the topic is. So they sponsor it. And every episode is a different conversation amongst women, three different women per show, experts and really cool people doing interesting things. And we just talk about real shit. Mm-hmm. Kind of like this, but just more, we talk about fertility. We talk about anxiety. We talk about the things that women feel scared to talk about normally. Mm-hmm. And how can women or men watch the show? Um, it's on Amazon and they can Google The Nest, Missy Modell, or they could look on Prohibited or Miss Grass. That's awesome. Yeah. And how often are you doing that? So it was coming out once a week. It actually, the first season just ended. We did 11 oh, episodes. No. Yeah. But that's so fun. And it's you, amazing. It lives on Amazon. So lives. you can watch it whenever. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What was the most interesting thing that you learned from The Nest? nobody is what they appear to be mm. in a in a beautiful way. I think yeah. we all kind of put up these masks and like want to be s- strong all the time. And then once you break it down, we're all just really human and want to mm-hmm. connect on a deep level. Mm-hmm. So people that I didn't expect to have anxiety had anxiety. Right. People that had financial issues that you would never expect, they struggled. Mm-hmm. So I think it just taught me to always dig deeper because it's never what the service is. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. And you're a singer as well. Yeah. What is your go-to <laughs> karaoke song? Oh, my God. I Will Survive. I love it. Uh-huh. I love it. I Will Survive. And how did you get into singing? So I literally, like, there are photos of me at two years old holding a microphone or a spoon mm-hmm. pretending to be a microphone. Just my mom sang and she still sings. But it's always been my thing mm-hmm. my whole life. 
Did you ever take lessons? My whole life. Yeah. I did recitals. I did NISMA in Long Island. What's that? It's like a like a statewide uh, recital. Yeah, it's a competition. I was a little soprano. Uh But it's always like my whole life. I thought I wanted to be a pop star and be like a Katy Perry or Lady Gaga. And I tried that for a little bit and it did not translate. Why didn't it translate? Do you think? Because it wasn't authentic. I think I was in a place where I wanted to be what I thought was really cool. And it wasn't what I really was. And people saw that. What were you when you were trying to be this pop star? Just deeper. Just more yeah. like I didn't like I had a song. There I feel like I'll, I'll send you some. It, like when I listen to it, I'm like, what is that? And mm-hmm. I would wear fishnet stockings with these tiny little shorts. It's oh just my God, that's really amazing. upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> like massive strands of pearls mm-hmm. and like Medusa curls. It's not cute. So you're 32 now. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you're much different than how you were at, let's say, even 28? I'm much different than I was last year. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a different person today than I was a year and a half ago. Wow. Like entirely different person. And how so? Like what do you think, you know, each, I guess, year in your 30s has brought? I think just coming into my own and being self-sufficient and finding what makes me feel purposeful in life. Mm-hmm. I think when you feel depressed, it's coming from a place where you don't know where you belong or what you're supposed to do. Right. And I think I'm finally figuring out my groove and where I'm supposed to live in the world and what value I bring. Mm-hmm. So I think before it was, it felt too like supported in a way. Like I didn't right. have enough. I think you need to fall on your face and like have a lot of shit happen. And then from there you grow. Like I right. had a crazy year and a half. Like it was insane. Like stuff with my family and us not getting along which never happened in my whole life and them essentially like leaving leading me to start a company because I wanted to be a hundred percent self-sufficient and that had to happen right do you think that people who get married before they're 30 like it's it's a good idea or it's a, a bad idea because of all the growing that that we do when we turn 30 I think it depends I think that I don't know if it's that people change at 30. I think people could change at different parts. You go through mm-hmm. phases of growing. It happens. I told you it wouldn't be quiet Love for it. long. <laughs> <laughs> I think both people need to have similar values mm-hmm. because inevitably you grow. Inevitably, right. like you might have a different career. You might have this like emotional, you know, realization that you want to do something else and be something else. I think just if you're in a relationship and you're getting married, it, you guys, you can, there's no guarantee, right, that it's going to work out. You mm-hmm. can't ever guarantee it, but you need to be on the same page and want the same things. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I don't know if that answers Yeah, no, question. that makes sense. How old is the person you're seeing? 37. Okay. So do you think that they might be at a stage where they're looking for something more serious? Probably. He was married before. Mm-hmm. And he's a child. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, but he understands where I'm at right now too. Right. What, in your opinion, is the hardest thing about dating someone who has a child? Mm. It's so funny. I grew up with so many step and half siblings. So it's almost second nature for me. Mm -hmm. Because I'm I'm also just so open and accepting. Like I would love anybody like I would my own. Right. But I just think there are always complications Mm -hmm. with this. I don't know. Just like making sure that your relationship is really strong. And because when you're bringing in another life, especially a child who's so impressionable, you need to make Mm -hmm. sure they're protected too. Mm -hmm. So I would say that just making sure you're not introducing people too early. Like I was in situations where I was introduced to people on a second date 
So it made me feel like people are kind of disposable. Right. So I think that's the hardest part. It's like knowing when to introduce them, when to introduce them and also making sure you're in a good place. And I don't know. It's just, it's definitely interesting. When did you meet like a child? A year in? No, six months in. Okay. (laughs) Very large. I I don't even remember. Yeah. I think that sounds about right. Yeah. It was not too early. Mm -hmm. It felt right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. are your parents together? No. Mm-hmm. They were divorced when I was seven. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So did that change your perspective on like marriage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it changed my perspective on everything. It's so interesting. I remember who I was before the divorce and literally who I was after. And what's the difference? I started getting horrifically bullied. For having divorced parents? For change, for becoming insecure. So I think... When they got divorced, I just started, I don't even know what, I started getting horrible anxiety. My mom would leave the house. I'd be like, oh my God, she's going to die. And it's my fault. Like I had so much guilt around the whole situation. And then that led me to constantly needing validation from people because I felt like this like fracture in my family. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then I started getting really bullied. And I think bullying, you can't ever pinpoint like why it happened. But I was so bullied. We moved. I moved into the city we were in long island before mm-hmm. and i moved for high school second year of high school because it was i was like beat up and cyber bullied and spat what? on a bus no it was really bad that's horrible it's horrible yeah but it happened directly after the divorce it's like within months was when it like little flickerings of it started happening that's so weird it's really weird was like are so is it just you and Brittany or do you have another sibling it's the two of us with my mom and dad and then I have three half siblings on my dad's side and two Mm -hmm. step siblings on Mm -hmm. my mom so when did you turn that like insecurity into confidence college Mm -hmm. not even high school high school I was still trying to figure it out I think right I yeah it's so like I don't when I think of that person I don't even know who that person is it's so weird right and one thing I could say about myself is I've spent an insane amount of time working on myself. Mm-hmm. Like I've done everything, mindfulness right. and meditation and therapy and mm-hmm. just anything I could do to better who I am mm-hmm. and not being a victim right. to what I went through. Because a oh, lot of people being a victim is the worst. It's it's I actually old. heard someone say I'd rather be a victor than a victim. Oh, that's I good. That's cute. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like where are the people that bullied you now? Are you friends with any of them? Some of them are friends, honestly, mm-hmm. or like I wouldn't say friends, acquaintances. Mm-hmm. But I have no, I don't feel weird. Mm-hmm. It's they were young, but and I had a bullying thing happen to me three weeks ago. What? Someone hacked my Instagram. Why? A girl who I used to work with. What was the reason? I don't know. And I could. It's so funny. And I've I've told this story to people. And they're like, I would do this and this. It's, and I'm not even going to say who or why because I don't. Oh, I'm not going to say who it was because it's not. I would never do that. It's just like right. slander. But it just felt like a complete violation. And for a second, it triggered me. They just like, I don't even know. They hacked it and put a bunch of eggplants on like hundreds of people's feeds. That's Like commented so weird. eggplant, peach eggplant. That's really weird. How did you know that it was someone you used to work with? Because I saw the linked account. That's really, like I, I, that's I, really I got the intel. Creepy. Yeah, I'm, I'm very. But that means that you've like made it if someone does needs it? to hack onto your <sighs> Instagram. It was so. Fr- and yeah, it was not good. But it's funny because that happened and I regressed mm. for a second. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm worthless. I'm a loser. Like it was like the old stories coming back. It was mm-hmm. so weird. 
it happens. Like Do you I, ever get that? I just had therapy. Like I, I came from therapy and today. Yeah, today. And I'm always I'm always clinging to the old stories. Mostly mm-hmm. for me, like my old relationship stories. What's that? Just like like relationships not working out or like someone not being trustworthy, whatever, and mm-hmm. like kind of like attaching that story to my current relationship when it has nothing to do with it you know you just because it's like i am and it's like it's almost uncomfortably healthy to the point where like i have to you want something to be wrong yeah or you're like, waiting for something to be wrong or like and i found this out actually today in therapy like i i connect passion with like fighting totally when it's not it has nothing to do with the mm-hmm. other you know because it's the, I don't know the highs and lows you're probably used to and this like right. steady thing exactly it feels too easy so you feel like something must be off exactly yeah yeah it's so interesting mm-hmm. when did you start therapy when I was seven years old really yeah wow. I've consistently been in therapy since seven mm-hmm. like I thought I wanted to be yeah. a therapist for a little bit because I love talking to people and I right. love the mind and like when I'm doing something I'll be like okay you're doing this because uh, your dad introduced you to a girlfriend too young and right, you feel insecure right. and all this stuff. Do you think that everything from our past like dictates like really who we are today or we can kind of like rewrite our own stories? I hope we can rewrite it. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we have the power to be who we want to be. Right. Right. I think that's why people could get a, get out of horrible situations and become incredibly successful mm-hmm. empowered people. I'm interrupting again because I'm just obsessed with Lola. Like, I I feel like I talk about it all the time. And if you haven't heard me talk about it already, the Sex by Lola products are so important. I mean, not to mention the organic cotton tampons, pads and liners. And but the cleansing wipes, it's they're so amazing. I use them every time after sex and I make my boyfriend use them, too. They're safe for use anywhere on the body. They're biodegradable. They're like perfect for, you know, a little midday refresh, but most importantly, a post-sex cleanup. Like, you know, you don't want to be gross. You don't want to feel gross. And sometimes you don't have time to shower. They're gynecologist approved and hypoallergenic. Like there's no reason that you shouldn't be using these wipes. They also have incredible condoms which are ultra thin and they're lubricated. They also have a personal lubricant, which I'm a huge fan of. They were in the gift bag at one of our events and everyone wrote to me and they were like, oh my God, this lube is incredible. It's just, it's amazing. Lola's a female founded company. Again, another reason to love it. And they're just, they're really, really a great, a great, Thing. My friend's sister is actually one of the founders and she crushes it. So, and she was on one of our episodes. So, again, I'm a huge fan of Lola. You just heard why. And I want to give you 40% off all of your pres- subscriptions, not prescriptions. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but your subscriptions. So, visit mylola.com and enter Acme when you subscribe and you'll get 40% off all of your subscriptions. So M Y L O L A.com and enter Acme when you check out. All right. Hope you're enjoying the episode and we'll get back to it. What would be your advice for someone to overcome an insecurity without therapy? Mm. Start speaking to yourself the way you treat other people, Mm -hmm. which is hopefully nice. 
Yeah. But if you treat people kindly, which I hope you do, make sure you treat yourself the way you would treat the person you love the most. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I actually learned that in therapy. Did you? Yeah. Because I do it too. The mm-hmm. way I talk to myself sometimes, like I'll question, be like, would you talk to your mom like that? Would you talk to your sister like that? Mm-hmm. But it's so easy to be, we always often forget like we are our own best friend. Right. Like we need to love ourselves so much. It's so true. Mm-hmm. What's a big deal breaker for you when it comes to dating? I know you have a boyfriend, but like, mm-hmm. let's pretend no. you're single. No, I have a lot. I have a few deal breakers. What are they? One, if you treat service people badly. Mm, the like worst. If you're rude to a waiter or a cab driver or anybody that you deem not worth your time, mm-hmm. that is a hundred percent deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's cheap. Mm. And I mean cheap with emotions and cheap right. financially. I think I, I would use that broadly. Mm-hmm. And somebody who wasn't intrinsically really kind. Like they have to be. Obsessed. How can you tell if someone isn't? In their eyes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I'm, I have a pretty good read on that. Yeah. I know if I messed up a few times in the past, but I think. And through learning, like through seeing how they interact with people, how they interact with you. Mm-hmm. I think that is like the foundation of everything. Right. Do you want more? Yeah. Um, No. (laughs) What about you? What are your deal breakers? It's very similar. I mean, obviously the service people. I I don't really like when people like don't treat their family with respect. Yeah. Unless there's like a reason to. And I would just say like I really don't like when people like don't respond Mm. or like don't show up on time. Like I'm very, that's like the... I'm very type A in that Uh way. So it's like... Are you type A? A little bit, yeah. It's like you would never really know. But um, I'm super like... I try to work really hard and and be like on schedule. And and it's ironic that I'm saying this because I was late to something this morning. (laughs) But it's just like I I don't like people who flake. Mm -hmm. That's really You would never live in LA. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I did and I hated it. You did? When? Yeah, for like a month. After junior year. Not your thing. Yeah, it wasn't my thing. And I like what you said about being emotionally cheap. I think that's, there's a big thing there. Mm-hmm. Like I need to go deep with somebody. Right. Because I'm so deep. For like, sure. And I need someone to meet me there and like talk about shit. And, yeah. Like, and also like just people who are afraid to talk about like, you know, things that aren't necessarily like rainbows and butterflies all the time. Because yeah. like that's life you know not everything's going to be amazing that doesn't mean you have to be a victim but like you can talk about it oh i have another deal breaker yeah let's hear somebody that in a bad situation does not make me feel safe Mm. the way they act in a crisis like like give me a bad action in a crisis there's an earthquake and they start panicking Right. Or we're on an airplane. Like, I don't think I would want to date somebody that was scared of flying because I'm scared of flying and I need yeah. them to feel, make so me feel So you want protected. like a rock. I want, I need, that's exactly it. The, yeah. For me, as somebody who ebbs and flows, like I need that stable force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the person that you're going to end up with is going to be more similar to you or different? I think similar in sense of humor. I would mm-hmm. just that we can laugh. Like I think similar in how we view the world and want to help people and right and laugh and have a lot of sex and mm-hmm. eat really good food. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah, that's what I want. What was your hinge profile like? It's funny, I was more active on Raya, which I remember more mm-hmm. than my hinge profile. Mm-hmm. And Raya was were you ever on Raya? What was your Raya song? Tongues. It's called, it's a kind of a really cool song. And I'm Mm -hmm. forgetting, we're all just speaking tongues, dude. 
do, 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 do. Do you know that one? That's so funny. No, was, I don't. It was cool. It, it yeah. flowed with the photos. It like, right. felt cool. Uh-huh. But they're also, it was like three, two and a half years ago or something. Right. I just remember my Celine Dion one. Yeah. That's a great line. Yeah. But um, what was your profile like? It was my Raya profile. I had um, Meredith Brooks, bitch, mm-hmm. as a theme song. Ironic. Yeah. And, you're um, not a bitch at all. Thank you. I appreciate that. Do you that. think you're a bitch? No. I mean, the only person who sees like the bitchy side is probably my boyfriend. That's like, I think that's everybody. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not, I'm not even a bitch to him. I'm just like, this is like, I'd, I'd rather him not do the dishes because like he does it the wrong way. I totally you know? get it. And I'm like, I'd rather do it. Uh-huh. But it's funny though, the word bitch, it's, it's such like a conundrum because like, it's got such a negative connotation, you know, and like, unless you put boss in front of it, like mm. boss bitch, you totally. know, but Bad bitch. if you set boundaries for yourself, like you're a bitch, you mm. know what I mean? Like yeah. if you say no to something, you're a bitch. If you, you ask for too much, like stand up for yourself, you're a bitch. Mm-hmm. And like, that's tough. That's really tough, yeah. you know? But my Ray profile song was bitch because <laughs> it's hilarious. And it was just like a a bunch of different regular pictures. My Hinge profile was more like on the humor. And that's why I preferred Hinge because you were able to like show your, your funny and interact. Side. Yeah, exactly. It's like Instagram. Exactly. And you get to answer these prompts and uh-huh. like it's a fun, it's a fun activity. Yeah. Were you on any other apps? I was on Bumble for a day mm-hmm. and I went on a date with somebody and it was so strange. Yeah. He was a lawyer turned librarian what? and he biked 20 miles to our date and was drenched oh. and then we split after he ordered five margaritas for himself and I got one and we split it and then he tried to kiss me you're kidding me. no not saying that was Bumble's fault but that was my sole Bumble situation awful it was very that leads me so we do these poll questions on the Instagram and you- now I'm like would you is it okay for someone to be dripping in sweat when they get to your date. <laughs> and that happened on another date too. He asked me to do omakase with him and I was like 15 minutes late because I didn't realize it was an hour from where I was. He right. said we'd meet in the middle and I get there and his entire back is drenched. <laughs> and then we Why? split the bill too. Oh my God. He, I, those were uh, clearly not my people. It was yeah, just, no, I was just in a, I was not very picky during right. that time right that was within like two weeks of each other i feel like we all have times where we're just not picky at all and like yeah. i look i personally look back and i'm so cringy about that i'm like i can't believe i'm like grossed out like i did that i like gave myself i gave so much of myself mm-hmm. to this like disgusting human yes you know what i mean it's like yeah where was i mentally oh so many weird like i just yeah taking a walk through memory lane it's so weird it's weird mm-hmm do you have any friends that are divorced yet? Do I? I don't have any close friends that are divorced. Mm-hmm. Do you? No. Yeah. No. no. You're like, no. Nah. But I'm sure soon. I'm Actually, sure soon. it's coming. Yeah, no, it's coming. But I know I, people who like got, I don't know if you call it a divorce, but like a few months after getting married ended it. Maybe it's like an annulment. Oh, like it's no, they're no longer together? No. That's a divorce. Yes, but like if it happens really soon after, I think they annul it. I think 
I don't know. I have to look up the rules. How? How do you not know if you because I hear stories about like that they've been together for years and years. Well, I think that if you're getting married after one year or two years, you could easily get a divorce because you're getting married in like your second or third year, which is like when you're still knowing each other and learning each other. I'm still learning so much. Or you get married after like seven to 10 years. In that case, like you're just doing it because it's the next, like, you know, you have to do it Mm -hmm. as opposed to like actually seeing what's out there, you know? Yeah. Scares me. I don't want to get divorced. Well, me either. And it sounds like you're in a place where like (laughs) you're not rushing into anything and that's, protecting that aspect of yeah. your life for sure my grandparents were married for so like i i don't want to i think it was like no me too 60 but something they years. literally got married at 21 i know so it's like what's wrong with us i know and but I, then i always hear that the secret is just that like you just have to stay with each other no matter what even if you're miserable well that you like work through your misery i know sounds like so much work whereas we're like oh like i'm annoyed today like it's a divorce yeah i'm done (laughs) we're done do you want to get married soon i wouldn't say soon but maybe like maybe like around your age really like if if i'm still with my current partner and like things are going really well for us you see it you see it going because that's not it's not soon i mean that's like four years from now you know and And so so much can happen because people are like you're dating for two years like when are you going to get engaged and i i don't know and they don't understand that my drive is kind of taking the front seat now right which is totally understandable but it's scary too it's a risk it is right because it's well not really because then at least you'll have your career no matter what you know and at the end of the day, I think we just want a partner who is supportive and, yeah. and wants you to be the fullest expression of yourself because that true. only makes the two of you better if you're fulfilled and happy. It's true. I actually was at a wedding last weekend. Shout out to Rana. And um, Rana. she <laughs> is amazing. And in the <laughs> wedding speech that her now husband gave, he said, and I'm going to mess it up, but it, it was something like, I don't like, I don't want this like I don't want that I don't even want you he was like I just want your happiness oh my god and like it just cry same like we were all hysterical because it's like that's exactly what you said you know it's like he doesn't want to own her like the right person doesn't want to own you they all they want is for you to be happy and there's like this level of just selflessness that comes with it and like that is real love Mm -hmm. like love isn't just being like i want this person to be my wife it's like no i want this person to be happy every day of their life Mm -hmm. and when you have that attitude going to a marriage i think it's totally different you know as opposed to like i want this ring oh my god which is like what every every person i know says and i think so often i see marriages that feel completely circumstantial it's like we both grew up in new york we both Mm -hmm. went to we're jewish yeah we're jewish we went to camp together my mom is friends with his aunt yeah perfect it's like okay but like are you compatible right it feels like on paper these things look great exactly but you hear these high profile stories all the time where the marriage implodes yeah of course i mean especially if you're marrying for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. which are that you're family friends or you're both jewish like those aren't reasons Mm -hmm. my friend jared he's awesome he does this thing called touch point and he was on a panel recently and a woman raised her hand and she was like, what do I do? Like my boyfriend always like doesn't hang up his towel or something. She's like, after the shower, like I'm so annoyed. And he was like, 
okay, well, like, are you really annoyed at that? Because it sounds like there's something else totally. bothering you, you know? And like, that's so the truth. Like, I remember I was having, I was having an issue with my boyfriend early on in our relationship and my friend came over to give me advice and she was like, there was once a guy who was married and his wife, came, and he came home to his wife. He asked her to make him his favorite meal, which was pork chops. And he gets home and the pork chops are burnt. And so he divorces her. What? And it's like, it's not about the pork no, chops. totally. You know what I mean? Like, That's... it's nothing to do with the pork chops. It has nothing to do with the towel. Like, if you feel a certain way or like whatever, it manifests into everything else in the relationship. Yeah. And it's like so much deeper than that. So like for this pork chop example, like clearly he didn't want to be with her anyway. Yeah. And he was like looking for an out. And like, I'm not even sure where I'm going with no, this, wait, I but, love that. but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's like, you really have to, and my therapist tells me this all the time, but it's hard. Like with whoever you decide to be with, like you have to wake up every day and be like, this person is amazing. Mm -hmm. This person's perfect. And, and know that nobody's going to have every single thing. So mm -hmm. I heard, what are you willing to live with almost? Exactly. Right. Cause nobody's going to have everything. Exactly. So identifying like what's really 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 important and what mm -hmm. can you just deal with right and like if it's really important for this towel to be hung up every day yeah. like probably maybe go find someone who can hang up the towel but can't can't really give you anything else that you need you it's know it's so funny how everyone has their own thing like that wouldn't bother me at all I would be like all at right all. whatever I'll pick it up I had a thing that like bothered me for a second in my relationship which was that my boyfriend was taught growing up to close the whole toilet like the top too <laughs> after he went like yeah. no matter what like and so I would get to the bathroom and like sit on the top oh, of the toilet no. and I'd be like what the fuck yeah and it's like who cares like at least he's not leaving the seat up you know what it. I mean it's yeah. like there's so many so I just kind of got over it mm -hmm. eventually like as as one should and then it becomes something like you love about them that like makes you feel safe because like you come in and the toilet's all the way closed exactly. and you're like oh they're home you know yeah. you just like have to turn it into something yeah oh wow we're it's are we talking or we talking? are talking and <laughs> to the point where we have to close <laughs> out just stop talking um, you're I could do this all day we were recording a podcast I know we, good so Missy you've been awesome I feel like this yeah. is one of those episodes where there's no like question answer and it's just a flowing conversation and I really really appreciate that yeah. so will you leave us with a quote or piece of advice that we can our listeners can take away oh my goodness yeah it could have to do with dating but it could also just be life related mm. it's so the first thing that came to my mind is honestly don't settle yeah I don't know if that's profound but just know your worth and don't just get into something because you see everyone else around you in mm. relationships. Really, really think about what's important to you and what you deserve. Yeah, I love that. Where can everyone find you and follow you and watch you? You can follow me at Missy Modell with two L's on Instagram. And honestly, everything's there. And the show is on Amazon and Prohibited and Miss Grass. Awesome. This is Thank so you fun. So much, I adore Missy. you. This, this has awesome. been amazing. Let's hope this all recorded correctly. <laughs>